welcome back to the Post Show, episode, what, 69? How you doing, you bunch of fat-fingered flamingos? It's David. It's us. We're back. Grant will be here after the intro music. He knows that because he's the one who edits it in. Um, but uh, what's up? We're back from vacation. Um, thanks for your patience. We needed a vacation. We're entitled to vacation. I mean, let's be honest, it was mostly just me who took vacation. Um, but that's okay. Um, big episode today. We talk a great many things. It's kind of like a double because we cover pretty much two weeks of everything that we missed. So we do Last of Us episodes four through five, Vinland Saga, season two episodes five and six, My Hero Academia, 18 and 19, cover quite a bit of news. Um, there's big news of things we're going to be covering uh, come early March. So check the news feed. Lots of DC slash superhero movies in general. I think we commit to watching at least one of these upcoming things. Uh, and the tail end of the podcast, we talk about Banshees of Inishirin. We both finally got around to watching that movie, so we talk about our thoughts. Uh, Revenger, episodes 5 and 6, and Trigun Stampede. Much to my chagrin, Grant would not shut up about it, so I tuned in. And, uh, well, he was probably right. The, uh, we, we have a lot to say about that, too. Um, before you enjoy the show, I must say a great big thank you to the comic book shop on Bank Street in Ottawa for continuing to sponsor the podcast. Um, if you're not aware, the comic book shop on Bank um, is a local store, but they ship. They've got an online store. You can go to thecomicbookshop.com. Shop is spelled S-H-O-P-P-E, French style. Um, and on Instagram, they are comic book shop bank. So give them a follow. Let them know that we sent you. I think I just saw recently that they've got Chainsaw Man figurines uh, arriving that you can probably cop uh, pretty soon. So yeah, they're at 128 Bank Street, Ottawa. So check them out. And Grant, uh, you may roll the intro now, sir. there, Grant. Hey, Dave. Sup, Chuck. Oh, <laughs> doing well. <laughs> We're back. We are back. Thank you for your patience. We know it was tough. Um, I think I did see in some of the podcast analytics that the Joe Rogan uh, experience picked up some of the traffic because we had a week off. Uh, we kind of stopped giving him new viewers. Yeah, it was him and... <laughs> the Andrew Huberman podcast and then Call Her Daddy. It looks like they all benefited um from us being off air okay, they're the top three podcasts shows? yeah they're all we real shows they're like the top three shows in the world last week oh, and wow. i'm i'm insinuating grant that they all got there because we were off the air mm, see what i did there mm-hmm. um so we're back um i feel like do we have any housekeeping to address i don't know what's the what's the update on the spotify situation with the with the follows oh grant i'm so miserable that you asked <laughs> Uh, I think a couple people might have, might have followed or subscribed, but like, I see you still listening, like you're Mm. still listening and not subscribing or following it. So I don't know, in marketing speak, they would call this a call to action. (laughs) I am calling you to subscribe or follow the fucking podcast on whatever, whatever device or application, application rather, uh, you listen to it on. Not device. Anyway, hit the follow button. Leave us a review. Um, it doesn't even have to be a good one. I don't even care. I just want engagement. We love you it. guys. We know you love us. So let's, well, just, uh, let's do that extra step. 
<laughs> Grant loves you more than I do. Um, okay, let's let's start with Last of Us. So, because we were gone for a couple weeks, we are going to cover the last couple of episodes. Mm. Um, but I think like we're going to kind of mostly smooth over or skip over like episode four and talk more about the more recent ones. Is that well, fair? I, yeah, uh, sorry, are you talking about the last ones or like the whole slate? Today? Kind of everything today. We've got sure. two weeks yeah, worth yeah. of material to cover, so we can't give everything 20 minutes otherwise. Yeah. You know. Well, thankfully, in, in regards to the last was, you know, the two episodes are kind of like a companion piece. Mm-hmm. You know, they have, a, you know, a lot of, you know, branching or connecting storylines between between the two. But uh, Dave... Uh, the Last of Us is, is here, as far as I'm let me, concerned. Yeah, let me ask you, <laughs> yeah. because uh, we're both pretty high on it on the last episode, um, but you had said, I think your sole complaint, you're like, I am nitpicking, but I haven't really seen enough of Ellie's character yet. Yes. How do you feel now that we're past episodes four and five? And obviously, spoiler warning to the viewer, like we're going to get into the everything we're going to talk about going forward, there will be spoilers for. Um, so, yeah. And uh, but show only spoilers as far as Last of Us goes and all the anime go. Sorry, but yeah, so I think like we're like we're on the precipice now. I think with Ellie, um, you know, I think Bell Ramsey put in like these past two episodes. She's put in a tremendous performance. Um, in you know in in at you know as Ellie. I, the thing I liked is too because these two episodes have branched off in kind of very interesting ways, you know, from the game. Um, like, nothing so... Like, there's obviously, like, more significant moments, but, like, there's not, like, a huge divergence in the story. Sure. And the little stuff they've kind of pulled from... I can kind of see some points from ahead in the story that's kind of being pulled back to give Ellie that little push into the character now, which mm-hmm. is, I think, exactly what I needed to see. Um, and I don't know, I, I think it really worked. Like, there's, you know, in, in episode five... Uh, towards the end of the episode when she's attacked by Sam, you know, like the, yell, like the scream she put in, I was like, oh my God, like this, this girl has, incre- you know, this woman has like incredible range, like, you know, in the fear and, you know, when, when Henry kills himself and like, just like her, her <laughs> shock was like my shock, you know, it was incredible, incredible performance. So. You know what, you know what got me for her, her performance was, um, oh no, yeah, it was her reaction when Henry killed himself. I, w- I remember seeing her on-screen performance being like, holy shit, that was haunting. Yeah. So, the way I'm, like, I guess the way I'm seeing it right now is, I now know she's f- a tremendous actor. Mm-hmm. And I think she's just almost there on the Ellie stuff. Like, there, there's, like, I think more than she has yet. Like, this is the most, like, genuine of the character. And, like, I can't even put my finger on it. It's just, there's just something that's missing, and I think it's it's going to come. Uh, but there was a moment, you know, like, Leanna and I were watching the episode, and I was like, I actually am having a hard time picturing what she is going to do in some, like, later moments. Ooh. You know, like, I think like I think she has range and all that, but it, it's going to be, it's going to be, I'm curious to see, like, what they're going to do with her in, in coming events, so. Yeah, for the... For the listener, Grant has played the games, and he kind of knows the general direction the show is going. I'm I, I've never played past the first couple hours, so I have no idea. But even at this point now, like you don't feel like you have a need to like just go back in and play it again. Like you know, you're asking you, me. Like, yeah. Um. No, I have to say no. Like it just really, wasn't. It just wasn't my game. But, like, I don't know. Like, we've talked was, about this like, before. The, the horror elements was not your, like, yeah. forte? Or, like, the storytelling wasn't kind of... Not... 
I think the gameplay itself, like, yeah, some of the horror elements, but also, like, the sneaking, mm. uh, all the stealth, having to restart when you're inevitably caught, feeling so inept, like, at killing zombies, because, like, you're not really meant to be able to brute force your way through that game. Like, you sure. have to play it with patience. Yep. And yeah. I'm, I was being remarkably impatient, so I was just getting frustrated at, like, the style yeah. the gameplay was trying to force on me. And... It happened pretty early that, like, I didn't really get the opportunity to, like, really appreciate much of the storytelling that everybody loves. Mm. I think I, like, picked it up and I was, like, you know, I was I was probably, like, two hours in, three, and I was, like, oh, fuck, I'm not good at this yet. Fuck this game. I, you know what I mean? I probably just yeah. got impatient. Yeah. Um, but now, I don't know. Like, I, I wouldn't do it now. I would maybe do it later. Sure. Um, depending how I feel after this season ends, if I'm like, oh like my let's God. play, just watch, you know, watch like a, on YouTube for, see, that's like something I've never even hours. thought about doing. Yeah. Maybe I should. Cause I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Cause you're, what you're getting tempted to play. Yeah. It's well, you know, you and I were talking uh, before we recorded, like I'm, I think after like this most recent episode, I was like, wow, I need, I need to jump back in because they did. <laughs> I think, I think cause the ending of the, of season or sorry, of episode five, that set piece, you know, it, it is like kind of shades different from the game, but I think that set piece is like so fantastic. Uh, just the whole like you know Joel up in the house with the rifle, yeah, you know, kind finally of finally not up. missing, yeah, finally not missing. But, you know, but like there's there's um, you know like they they kind of like switched it around to kind of make it unique and a little different for the situation. I really like what they did with the whole like the the resistance kind of coming back in Kansas City. Also in the game it's Pittsburgh. So like you know there's yeah. some like little changes here and there. I heard um, I think I read someone saying they changed the location of that city but like it 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 was a change that kind of made more logistical sense based on the map and travel times or something. Um no, because like I told you before, like they like, or maybe I, maybe I told Deanna, but like in the game, like they have that truck for like a hot minute, <laughs> like mm. you know when they get that from Bill, they don't get too far, and then they gotta you know kind of get into Pittsburgh, and so like I think you know city wise it doesn't really matter, they're going in the same direction, so whatever makes the most sense narrative wise, and also like I think you know in the game it's not so big a deal to have because it's all apocalypse but in a show you want you know what the exact same environments the whole way so trying to go for like a kansas city look versus you know pittsburgh and boston probably you know they're in the similar kind of area so it's hard you know but uh, i understand why they did it but yeah that whole scene of like joel and you know joel up in the the house is like fuck i need to get back in that game (laughs) and just you know yeah yeah, that was like the scene that really set me i was like wow i want to play again see that was great um yeah, there's a couple things I really liked that I'll just, like, specifically mention. The whole ambush in episode four, where they crash the car. Yeah. Um, and Joel has to kind of get bailed, bailed out by Ellie. Mm. Um, the way that guy begs for his life. Brutal. Um, like, just really sobering, very, very dark moments. Uh, this, oh, Henry's suicide, that was... Yeah, that was straight out. That was straight out of the game. That part there, like you know, it was it was it was really like you know, the moments that they change. It's you know, you see them in the moment. Like, I never would have thought they would do that. I or never thought that was like you know the whole thing with Sam being deaf. That's not in the game. Sam's a little bit older. You know, Henry's kind of played. You know, like he's, you know, aggressive when he needs to be, but like you know, in this version, he's kind of you know shows that he's a pass or you know he's not as aggressive as he has to like front himself to be. Um, oh, fun fun fact: the right hand man to Kathleen, the guy with the big beard. Yeah, that's Tommy in the game. I thought I read something about that. Yeah. So he's a, okay, and I 
So I, I read something that he was significant because of he did some voice acting or something, or some character for for the game. And I thought yeah. his character in the show would have a bigger role, but I guess he was more he was more or less there as an Easter egg because his character yeah. is there for very long. Because you hear the voice right away, you're like, oh damn, I know that voice anywhere, yeah. <laughs> you know? It's, it's Tommy Miller, so that was that was that was fun too. And like to have like he had so much screen time, and it, you know they easily could have played that as just like you know like the heavy. You know, could have just been or whatever. henchman like, number one with no name, you know what I mean? You know, anytime he's in the room, like a new scene, like he gets some lines. You're like, yeah, use that voice. Like the fans know that voice. You know, it was it was fun. But no, I really, I really like these episodes. Like, like the show is absolutely cooking right now, and you know the. I don't know about episode five though. I'm fairly sure that if episode five has any kind of uptick, then it will mean that they haven't had a down week yet. Um, yeah, because that's been the thing. It's just been continuing. Like, staircase. The just, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Very, no, very really, cool. At the very least, I think the finale of this is going to do gangbusters. Like, yeah. I th- yeah, I think it's already doing really great. And it's it's really cool to see people rejoice about source material being mm. adapted for a change. Like, it just feels like we yeah. haven't been here in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's very fun. I, I will say, last thing, uh, for me anyway... On episode five, and I know this is minor, but I just, I, I had, like, they really set my expectations with this, is when Ellie tries to cure Sam with her blood. Yeah. I was like, yo, if it's that easy, I'm going to be fucking furious. No, and that's um, new, too. Like, that was, uh, that, that was like, a show thing. Oh, and okay. even I was like, oh, that's interesting, because, you know, it was a good way to show... I find... Okay, Okay, maybe here's my nitpick for 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 this 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 scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ellie has a little more edge to her in the game. Like it sure. feels more genuine the edge, and you know there's moments where you really see you know she does have that soft that she is a kid. She had she genuinely has compassion. Um, so you know like to see that I think it was a good way to kind of like show that Ellie a little early like again like this Ellie or sorry the Bella Ramsey. Ellie, she doesn't have that, that, that just that like that hard edge that the mm-hmm. game version kind of has. So showing like a more compassionate version of the character, and maybe it's going to be the opposite where you know like the hard edge stuff is going to come out later. You know, we had those scenes where kind of makes that scene where she's just stabbed the infected in the face down in the basement of the gas station. Kind of puts a little like scenes like that where I wasn't too hot on a little more in perspective. Right. Like maybe they're kind of doing like a maybe like a like an imbalance reversal or like you know a character character reversal of like yeah. you know, the yin and yang one is heavier than the other kind of sure thing. so but uh yeah i don't know it's it's uh that was that was quite the scene that was that was scary shit too when when sam came blasting through the door there i was like holy but <laughs> yeah yeah i but like i'm glad you know not knowing that wasn't in the game i was like oh, please don't like find a cure in the fifth episode i'm gonna be so pissed <laughs> Um, but I, it's sobering, right? And it's human. And it was like yeah. another thing. It was just like another great moment to be like, you know, the show's like propping you up with the expectation of good news. It's like right when these characters finally think they're safe or they've gotten a break. Like, of course they don't. It only gets worse. Yeah, there's um, no breaks in this world. But I, I thought that was very well done. Very, very sad. Um, we've always talked about like how effective storytelling is when it shows you new characters and you feel for them within 20 minutes and like how hard that is to do mm. um and they last of us more or less did it back to back right they did it with uh was it bill and frank 
Mm-hmm. And then uh, with Sam and Henry, like, I, I don't know. I thought that both characters had good relationships. They were well explored, and it was tragic when they left. And they neither of those people were in more than one episode. I, very I, impressive. I, I really, really like the whole, the Henry and Sam diamond. Because like I said, you know, you have, you spend a good amount of time with them in the game as well. And, you know, they have their layers and, and you see all that. But it was just, I don't know. It was it, the, I, I think, you know, people really like the Bill and Frank, you know, in, in, in episode three, you know, compared to the game. Like I said, it, it's genuinely apples and oranges. Yeah. Henry and Sam in episodes four and five, it's, it's not it's not apples and oranges it's you know it's there it's more similar from game to adaptation macintosh to a honey crisp exactly you know exactly but i don't know i just i really really liked what they did with this version too and like the way it wrapped up into the whole resistance thing and the you know taking down the fedra because that's like a big thing in the world too like a lot of people rise up against fedra like you know you know fedra's not equal like across the board like there's certain towns where it's nastier than others and they kind of hit that in the game too like it was yeah see this was in the show yeah this yeah. was news to me uh you know in episodes four and five i was like why are they upset what's wrong with fedra like you know what i mean like they're introducing more dynamics to the show yeah um i think the politics are important and they're interesting um that girl who played kathleen was great i, I recognize her i've seen her in a million things Oh yeah, uh, that was the Julia. I was like, "Where have we seen her?" And like lots, like lots of stuff. She was in Fargo, I think. Fargo? No, not, no, not Fargo. Two and a half um, men. She was a crazy neighbor that was Charlie Stalker. Oh my god. I know <laughs> no, she was. No, she was. No, in, she was on that for like a decade. Was she, no, she wasn't on Fargo. What am I thinking of? But uh, anyways, yeah, she's she's fantastic. But uh, yeah. I really, I really, really enjoyed these episodes. Um. All right, from one heavy hitter to another. Damn. Man. Finland Saga episodes. Uh, what five and six i think five and six yeah we we gotta talk about episode five first canute's yeah. path of blood <sighs> yo how metal was that episode unreal <laughs> i was like watching it i was like of course this is the week we're not covering <laughs> we're not doing a podcast um they what they did uh their narrative little trick playing with time in this episode was so well done of like oh is this you know like is this gonna be like a flash in the moment of like Canute and we get to see like his reign? Like mm-hmm. essentially his conquering takes place over a minute and a half. You know, from like when he makes like this like kind of his first stake of how he takes out like father to the son to this guy to that guy, and then like he's on the throne. I was like, that is exceptional, like short story, like getting it out of the way of like, boom, here you go. Like, you know, we let him be a badass and now it's just done. Like he conquered it. It was I I really, really liked it. It was I could see how some people would think it was a little cheap and kind of cutting some corners, but like they're focusing on other stuff, which is the nice thing about episode six, right? So it's, I don't know, it's, I really love the whole Canute episode. It was fantastic. I think they couple quite well together, and I, I, I would love to see more of this, but if this is all we get, that's fine. But I think like Canute's sort of expedition, his growth, the journey that he's on is so mm. violent, you know, the fucking yeah. episode title, right? But and it's so kind of conniving, and he's just become a very interesting character. They did a good job kind of evolving him in, in the end of the first season. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it goes perfectly with watching Thorfinn kind of try to discover humanity in episode six. Like, he's having all these weird small lessons because he hasn't had a normal life. So, mm-hmm. like, Thorfinn's trying to learn to be a person... And Canute is literally out here conquering kingdoms. You know what I mean? And it feels inevitable that they won't, that they're going to be brought back together at some point, Mm -hmm. right? I 
think so. And, you know, it's, again, we, we've been saying this, with this show, the trajectory that they've, you know, previously had, it is really hard to narrow down what they're going to do. Because it's kind of, you know, it jumps around in, like, a, an organic way. But, yeah, it's, in some way, like, I'm I'm still, like, Snake is still giving me questions, you know? and Because mm-hmm. that's the thing, too. Like, right now, you know, by the end of Episode 5, Canute's in England still. And, yeah. you know, Thorfinn and, and Einar are back in Denmark. So... You know, <clears throat> that's where we are, eh? That's where the farm is, Denmark. I believe so. It's I believe it's in Denmark. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's it's. I don't know. I, like episode five was fantastic, but episode six truly, truly, I, I it's probably one of my favorite episodes of anime um, in quite some time. It's the most grand it, thing ever. You're like, of course, the pure farming episode. <laughs> yeah, but like you know, it's. <laughs> I'm not course. shitting on you. <laughs> no, but like there was there was a couple moments, and you know, Leanne and I were talking after the episode. It was just I finished the episode, and I was just like, like wow, you know, like I took a second to like really just think over what I had just watched, and. There's a thing that Vinland Saga does really well, and maybe not the whole show, the entirety, but this episode specifically, and, you know, Attack on Titan does this very well, and, you know, uh, like, you know, some of like, the older shows, like Neon Genesis, the show genuinely, this episode genuinely had something to say. Like, people were talking, and, you know, anime always has, like, they're talking about philosophy and different varying worldviews and concepts, but sometimes it's it's a little surface level, like oh, the yeah. words... You know, but like they act, these characters were actually talking about something. Like that dinner scene between the uh, is it Sveckle, the like the old farmer, oh yeah, Kettle's, Ke- father, Kettle's father, yeah, Kettle's and father and Snake and like Einar and Thorfinn are just there, and you can see like Thorfinn is like genuinely listening. You know, like they did a really good job always cutting back to Thorfinn and him just like watching. Yeah, but like their conversation, they were having an actual conversation, and I was like, you don't always see that in anime. You know, like, the, the messaging is there, usually, always, in, in most shows. But, like, you know, they were saying something. I don't know. Maybe I'm just no, looking you're, too much. No, no, you're... It's very powerful. You're yeah. right. There is an anime-ism or a trope that exists where, you know, Blue Lock is actually full of it. A lot of shows are full of it, and that's fine. Um, yeah, yeah. But, like, it does become derivative, right? Where, like, I see that you have a message here you're trying to get out, but it feels so lazy, and it feels so, like... It's either sometimes like, geez, is the translation bad? Or are they trying to say something but struggling? Um, that's how it feels sometimes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're right. They're, like You can tell there's a very clear difference when like the message really shines through all, that, all the dialogue after translation. And, and yeah, that was a moment for me. Like the, I think the idea is interesting too, right? Like it's not often you can pull one right out of an anime and be like, but well, what do you think about that? Right? Like Kettle, Kettle's father's whole point about the misery of riches, right? And mm-hmm. over, the overabundance of land, you lose touch. Like, it, I don't know. I, th- I thought it was intriguing. And I think like the really nice part is the way they circle back, like, you know, post the conversation is they actually have Thorfinn like, you know, out loud acknowledge that. He goes, Oh, that's something I, you know, I learned something today. And it yeah, shows that, like, that he's he's continuing to think about like the conversation is still continuing in his mind afterwards, you know, and 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 like you know like the like the super bro moment between him and Einar, he's like you're like you're my friend, right? Yeah, and, you know you could see Thorfinn like running it through his head, and he's like, yeah, no, yeah, like we are friends, and it was genuine. And, Einar had to teach him about wheat, and it's the thing too, and you know like you know Thorfinn like it's nice to see Thorfinn being open and like not being embarrassed that he doesn't know things like he mm-hmm. like he's just straight up like I, I grew up on the battlefield and you know, and you could see 
and that's the the really nice writing of Einer on top of it because he can take that statement and look at it and be like, oh, you're right. Like you don't know. He's like, leave it to me. I will teach you. You know. And but it's not condescending. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's genuinely like a beautiful friendship oh, between yeah. these two developing. I I I love it. Oh, don't God. love the facial hair. I'll be honest with that. No, it was bad. Um, <laughs> it was bad. Yeah. That was but, that uh, was an animation problem. Like hundred percent. The, the way they had a couple of moments like that. Yeah, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I have that in my notes. Like the very peculiar, like great episode, episode yeah. six. But the first half, I was like, "What's going on here, guys?" <laughs> yeah. Um. There's some weird choices. It, it's weird. Like this isn't the show that you. It's it's you know I don't want to fucking beat the uh, beat the dead horse on this on the animation costs and the rush production schedules. But this is a this is a Mappa show, right? Okay, so here, okay, um, I, I'm glad we're I'm glad we're getting to the animation a little bit because I don't know why. Maybe it's like the adaptation of the manga where maybe it is a little more simply drawn, or maybe they are just saving the budget for when the show does pop off. Because you know we've had those couple moments already where you know it gets into action. It's just like the animation just fires up to eleven, and you know it's like okay, so like they do have their focuses. But Mappa again, you know, like they're the, the puppy mill you know, of the anime industry. Like they're they're banging these things out. They have a show on this season that I, both Leanne and I, are currently watching. And you're gonna laugh when I say the name, and it is an awful name, but it's a fantastic show. Mm-hmm. It's can, can, Campfire Cooking in Another World. So it's an isekai. <laughs> it's silly, but it's honestly one of my favorite shows this like this year so far. And it's done by Mappa, and it is stunningly done. It's crazy how much better it looks than all the other shows I'm watching right now. Weird, eh? It seems to, and that's the thing. It comes down to teams, directors, who they bring on. Like, it's it's very very hard to nail down what is going on with these studios. Like, I genuinely cannot wrap my head around it. Yeah, I don't get it, man. That's yeah, but yeah. I don't know. We could we could stay on that all day, but it, but it is it's the story is what matters, right? And Vinland Saga is absolutely nailing that. So it's, I'm, not, yeah. I'm never gonna hold that against them. It's just funny, right? Like. um the same studio, Mappa just delayed this whole Attack on Titan mess. You know what I mean? Like we're gonna talk about that a little bit in the newsfeed, but very peculiar, man. Um, they're starting to give me, and I know this is not like a fair comparison, but like it's starting to give me a bit of a Disney vibe, where like they're just swallowing so much IP. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, they just seem to get every fucking anime. Um, well, yeah, I what I keep thinking of is, you know, that that article you and I read um, a month or two ago with the, the Anime the News CEO. Network. Yeah, the one from the the CEO of Wit Studio. Yeah, and he was just like, yeah, we didn't do Attack on Titan because the production cut, like the timelines were ludicrous. And he's like, and I'm not subjecting, you know, you know, staff to that kind of thing. So it just maybe Mappa's just. I think it just comes down to the company itself. They're like, yeah, we don't care, or maybe they have a bigger studio, or they have focuses elsewhere that allows them to get more work done so it's you know it's it's yeah. uh it's very interesting it's interesting right i think i the fo- the follow-up article on that that i saw was an interview with a mappa head right mm-hmm. and uh, and someone asked it was like a fan question like you know have you heard about some of the reports of animation inconsistencies quality issues with that in mind you know going forward uh do you intend to you know allow for more time you know uh to fall within the budget or time constraints of certain projects before you book up your full schedule. And I understand his answer because it's the answer of a person who runs a business, right? Yeah. But his answer was, well, I mean, we're not going to turn down work, right? The problem we have is scaling and getting enough talent to Mm. do the work 
But the, the answer is not do less work. The answer is get more talent. Like, that's how they look at it, right? Sure. So it's, they seem to be content to kind of throw bodies at the problem um, until until they can, like, scale with it. But it's been it's been rocky for a few years now. Mm. So it's, it's interesting. You shall see. they got a lot of big shows still left this year. So. Yeah. Speaking of in, in, uh, inconsistency, let's talk about My Hero Academia. <laughs> Um, oh, you're the king of segues. You know that. Season six, episodes eighteen and nineteen. Also, Grant, kind of yeah. companion piece. They do pair well together. Yeah, it's been. Uh, I think it's been a theme, mid arc theme. Yeah. So maybe I'll I'll just briefly go over uh, the last two, and then we can kind of talk big picture. I think the you know the first uh, the first the episode eighteen, the majority of it sort of takes place in the subconscious, right? Yeah. Uh, it's like deep lore stuff, which we like. I think, you know, I've gen- historically liked. We get some answers about All for One. Um, well, maybe, now let's talk about that um, before we j- jump into 19, actually. Did you like that episode? Like, I did. Um, I like the just, answers. <laughs> I, I like the answers. It just... I don't know. I feel like... Because the, the frustrating thing is we're coming up onto something I think you and I are both very excited. Like what they're doing with this solo deck, you know, this dark Deku thing or yeah. whatever. And... Because we've been away from the character for far too long. Like, tr- truly. Like, it's it feels like it's seasons where, like, what he's been up to really matters. Yeah. Um. You know, even though he's been in the thick of it, he's had his time, and he's had his monologues and this and that. But, like, now kind of finally feels like his time. Because it feels like it's coming upon an ending of sorts. Yeah. Um... It's just, you know, the, it, it's, I feel, you know, like a hypocrite because you and I, you know, I'll speak for myself, but like we wanted more and more of this stuff and we like, the pace was a little slow, but it all just feels like thrown out like immediately. Like it's like, oh, I got this power now, I got that power now. And it's like, you know, yeah, it's the, so weird, dude. The journey that we, we wanted to earn the journey and it, it was going slow admittedly, but now it's just all kind of here and it's. Like, it's, it's coherent, and it's not messy. It's just, the, the presentation, like, the, the package landing just kind of seems like a little a bit of the air has blown out of it. But again, the lore that we're getting is awesome, and it's fascinating. And the Deku, you know, being, only, like, you know, truly the only one that can kind of contain, you know, all for one, or one for all. Mm-hmm. You know, being the knife wielder and being quirkless and whatnot. Like, that that, that is good stuff. But, um... Like, now I'm more interested in what's happening outside of the subconscious, you know? It's, I don't know, I feel like yeah. I can't be pleased. So. No, I, so you mentioned a lot of what happens in episode 18 as well. Like, he leaves the Hero Academy, he can all of a sudden use all of their, not all, but many of the previous holder's quirks. Mm. Yeah, I don't know, I'm with you. I think it's a pacing issue, or it's an execution issue, but mm. no, like, something's, like, afoot, right? Like, it's a little yeah. off, and people can say, like, we're being... I don't know, overly critical, but like, how would I say this? I guess I'm like 70% happy with how it's moving. It's sure. a little, like, it just could have been handled better, but it's like, I'm not going to be mad at this show for not being Attack on Titan, because it never has been. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it's never been that show. We're six seasons deep, and he's still in his first year of school. Like, the pacing is miserable. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, trying to, like, make sense of it now is like, you know, a bit of a battle that we've already lost. So I think I just want to enjoy this, like, Deku arc. I will say 
I, I liked that episode 18 so much of him being solo, going up against the muscular guy. Yeah. I, um, I just have a feeling that like we're going to get two or three episodes of this and then he's going to be back in school <laughs> and I'm going to be so pissed. Or it's just going to be over. Like, I think because we probably have, you know, this is episode 19, so they traditionally do, oh, good what, point. 20, 25, 26 episodes? Somewhere in there. So I think we're going to run this out, but this, this Dave, this breaks a cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. Dude, I, also, I, yeah. he's got Gran Torino's scarf. Yeah. Like, okay, is it just me, dude? Am I going crazy? Or do you think Gran Torino is Tomaro's grandfather? I, w- I was convinced he was, but now I don't think so. I think he's just like, you know, he was the mentor and close, you know, companion to yeah. to the grandmother. But it's... Um, it's just the, it's the wording, but it could be a subtitle problem, right? He just keeps saying, we made a mistake that day. We did this. You know what I mean? It's like, we as in the parents? Or you mean we as like the mentor like and mentee? He was like heavily involved in like getting the records. Because you know, he's his father. Yeah. Or yeah, or I, you're right. Or you're right. He's just a met. I, I get it. But it's, like, it, yeah. it's so drawn out now, it would be weird if they revealed, revealed it this late. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It would have been the time, like, when he was, like, on the death. If he was dying or, you know, or Shigaraki, like, did get the kill, you know, like, last minute reveal or, you know, like, All Might's like, yeah, like, you know, he, Grant Torino told me, you know, he, he told me not to tell you until he died or whatever. But, like, I don't know. I just... I, Dave, I I really like the show. I really, really do. You know, it's the I've this been is, along the journey like yeah. the whole time. You know, we had the ups and downs. The season has been exponentially better than it has been since, especially since you and I've been doing the podcast. It's just like, yeah. This is probably the best one since what season three, four maybe, or actually I, four. I remember being. I really mm, liked four. Yeah, I really this, liked the tail end of four. Yeah, there was one core in four that was bad. Oh, the gentleman stuff at the end. The gentleman stuff at the end was bad. Yeah. yeah but yeah. Uh, the overhaul stuff was great. Yeah, the overhaul... I think that was, like, the, the Most big highlight. Four. Yeah, and then five was, but, like, a stinker um, all the way around. I don't know. It's just... It's a bummer because, you know... Like, again, you made... Not every show is one one and the same. But no. it's... You want to see it executed and flow naturally. Mm-hmm. But I think the problem is the show is so big. that you know, the, the source material is so big and it's so popular... It's so vast and long, like it's still on running. It really is hard to like nail some of this stuff down. And I understand, at the end of the day, I understand what's going on, and I'm not going to beat my head against the wall over it. But it is, you know, it's a little, like a little bit of a bummer. And you know, yeah. I enjoy the show. And it sounds like we're bitching, and we are, but like, we love the show. But it's so. one of those things too, right? Like where like I think viewers can, and like you and I, some people can do themselves dirty sometimes, right? Sure. It's like. If you come into this show with that same energy that we just had over Vinland Saga, like, you're setting yourself up for disappointment, right? Yeah. Yeah, There there are just different types of shows and different types of stories, right? Like, I don't know. I have a feeling, like, despite Blue Lock being so hyped to watch, Mm. I have a feeling that manga may go on for 10 years and that I'll never see the anime completed. You know what I mean? Or My Hero, same thing. It's like... One Piece is another great example. Like, there's just these these huge droves of fans that are, like, super, super dedicated. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's all this canon, and the world is huge. But it's not... And, like, going in knowing that, you should probably not expect a finite, efficiently told mm. two-season story. You know what sure. I mean? Or something something that has a very clear beginning, middle, and end. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we've been coming to the end of AOT now for, like, five years. Mm. But, like, 
you can see the planning that went into it. You know what I mean? Other shows sometimes feel slapped together because they're more meant to be like things that don't don't end and they just keep going and they're serialized. I don't know. There's <sighs> there's your advice. Uh, lower <laughs> yeah. your expectations. I guess is what I'm saying. But uh, I am excited to see what they do. You know, me too. I still watch it week to week. So yeah, me too. I, I I don't miss episodes. That's the thing. I like the show. Want to talk about some news there, Dave? Hit me with some news, Brosif. Demon Slayer Season 3 is coming in April. Uh, the first episode will be a one-hour special, and we will be covering it. This is pretty common news, but the rele- the dates were kind of solidified the past few days uh, for the one-hour special. Uh, we got our tickets. We are going March 3rd. Uh, we are <laughs> very, very excited for that. Uh, it was going to be a whole uh, good uh, group get together for that, um, but um, so I'm yeah I'm guessing they're doing it's fe- the end of February, beginning of March, and then April the the season will be uh, recurring. I think it is premiering with the first episode again, obviously. Mm-hmm. So it'll be fun to jump back in on the small screen with that. Yeah, man, it'll be fun to watch Demon Slayer in a theater. I, I hope oh, it's yeah. packed. I hope it's odd. Like I hope. Yeah, yeah. I'm well, we we missed Mugen Train in theater, but like after Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, that really jazzed us up. Like that was. Yeah, that we was were, fun as hell. <laughs> we were riding pretty high after that one. So we will watch it. It's I think the first or it's the last two episodes of the Entertainment District arc, right? Yeah, and then like, edited the f- apparently. Apparently, it is edited down. Okay. To like. Morton, I don't think it's supposed to be like a, like a slide, not a slideshow. You know what I mean? Like it's it's going to be coherent, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think it's some stuff is kind of being re tinkered around. Okay, and then so. some of the new arc, the Swordsmith Village arc, a one hour premiere, one hour special. One hour. That's like almost three episodes. Yeah. Of anime. Wild. So I wonder if we're going to know like the first three weeks what's up. I guess we'll see. No, I think I think it's like the premiere is going to be that one hour. So I think, um, I think regard, yeah, yes, it's my, bad, my, like bad, that, my bad, my bad, my bad. Okay. God, I'm so but, excited. And, but well, yeah, we'll do a podcast episode, probably just solely dedicated to that, right? Yeah. We'll do cool. one off Demon Slayer talk, just how jazzed we are. Because the spoiler same free. day. We'll, we'll do it spoiler. Yeah, we'll do it spoiler free. Yeah. Cause you're right. The same day, AOT, the AOT special, which is reportedly to be also one hour long. Um, but there is some rumors that the whole part is going to be seven episodes. So we're not really sure. If there's going to be four later in June and the part, you know, the one hour is three episodes, it's all messy. No one knows what's going on. Yeah, it's a little confusing. I saw, like, quote, official confirmation, Mm. quote, right, Um, that, like, this is supposed to be a one hour special and then another one in, like, October or fall or something. And then that's it. And it's over. So, like, two individual one hour episodes. But now someone else, you know, there's other rumors that I see flying around it that it's the one hour special plus an additional seven episodes, but that doesn't really make sense to me. So I guess we'll just, we'll, we will watch what airs and we will cover it. When I see the official Twitter page saying it'll be at this date at this length, you know, you know they won't even announce the length. They'll say be here at this time. Yeah. We'll see what we'll get. What we get. <laughs> yeah. try, and, try and log into Crunchyroll and see if it hasn't yeah. crashed yet. <laughs> oh yeah, it's not going to be a fun for that um dave did you know it's the one year anniversary of the time travel twist and ymir's backstory in attack on titan i did because i got the memory for it on our instagram at part-time otaku podcast which you should be following plug it um but yeah i did and i just remember like in the moment when that post went up like it's weird right you never know sometimes when the moments are huge Mm. And I remember we had to do that, like, retrospective on, like, the biggest reveals of that season. And it was like, mm-hmm. holy, like, yeah, that time twist and Ymir's backstory answer questions that... We were floored, man. 
Like, Those questions probably came out in, I don't know, the first two episodes of Attack on Titan. We learned the origin of the Titan, and we learned why Grisha did the things he did. Very, and the, yeah, those questions are like over five years old. It's fucking nuts. Um, so yeah, very satisfying. Uh, in very exciting news, uh, a new Licorice Recoil project has been announced. Uh, we do not know if it is a TV series or a series or a movie, but mm. either way, Licorice Coil is coming back, which kind of seemed obvious by the ending. They definitely set themselves up for the, the Majima stuff more, whether anti-hero, is he the villain, is he not, you know? But uh, I am very excited for more uh, more Lucas Recoil on my top five from uh, last year. So yeah, that punched above its weight. That was a very very good show. I'm excited yeah. to see more. Yeah, I I think the second season has a lot to live up to. Genuinely, I think that's the problem of a uh, out of nowhere under like not even an underdog yeah. story yeah. like Dark a lightning Horse. in a bottle. Yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta really follow that up. So exactly making it strike twice, right? That's always the, that's always the thing. So you just gotta take their time, do their thing, mm-hmm. right? Hopefully, it comes out well. I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, I got full confidence in that. Uh, a new Pokemon series is debuting uh, April 14th. Um, new protagonist. No more Ash and Pikachu. Well, he finally... I'm, I'm sure you don't watch, right? But he... I remember seeing, like, it was big news a couple a year or two ago. He officially... It was, was just last year. It was not too... It was, like, a couple months ago. Oh, fuck. Yeah. See? Time dilation. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, he officially became a Pokemon master, right? Yep. Like, he, he won the Pokemon League. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, hats off to him. What Jesus, that's like, that's such a run. But we yeah, were children that, when we met that bastard. <laughs> yeah, know? like we were young, young, young boys. Yeah. I mean, so it's so crazy to see Pokemon without him. But and, uh, I, it, yeah. new generation, man, it's exciting. New generation. There's been some stills. There's been like a couple of teasers, and it looks it looks very very good. The animation on Pokemon, like the you know, because you know, Corinne has always loved the the pokemon anime and she you know she watched his old episodes over and over and over and over the years the animation on that show is quite oh, yeah? quite spectacular and this new one looks very very good as well you think so. she'll tune in for this new one i think so yeah nice. she's she's had interest so nice. and nice. uh i think it's it, it was kind of rumored but it's official now mandalorian season three premieres march 1st we will be talking about it on the post show, so dude, what are we going to do? We're gonna, we're gonna be watching TV all of March. Yeah, dude, that's all we do anyways. Is watch TV. So Good point. One, add one more to the pile. Yeah, this one I think will be the first time we cover the Mandalorian on the podcast at all. Mm-hmm. Like oh, we've true. we've talked because I've always watched them probably a year a little after the with fact. a year's worth of delay, and I think that um, the season two ending was so strong. I was like, ah, fuck it, I'm watching this thing. So yeah, um, okay. Let me let me take us through in this back half of the news feed here. Uh, this is the superhero section of the podcast. Yeah. I've been I've been delegated because everyone's over superhero shit, including me. Um, Guardians three had a trailer come out. Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Did you watch that? Super Bowl. No, the Guardians three trailer. <laughs> no, no, I did not. <laughs> me neither. Let's just move on. Uh, Quantum Mania. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ant-Man Quantumania, Ant-Man 4, Ant-Man 3, rather, um, is in, is it in theaters or is it just the embargo no. that lifted? Yeah, it comes up Friday. Okay, the, the review embargoes have lifted, um, it's rough, as of this recording, they're sitting at about 55% with like 121 ratings or so. By the time yeah. I finish saying that, more ratings will have been published, so hard to say, but not, not a strong start. Mm. Um, I saw a couple, I saw a couple 
you know, headlines among among them being like it dazzles until it abruptly and confusingly ends or something like that. I, I mean, I think it's no secret if you've seen any trailers or stills or marketing material whatsoever that like they are trying to give give us a new big bad. They're trying to kick off a very ambitious phase, right? They're trying to do the whole lightning in a bottle thing again twice. Um, it is tough. And it's tough. It's very, very hard to continue to operate at that level. The thing that I saw that kind of just rattled my brain a little bit saying is there are only two movies into Phase 5 mm. already, and both are considered rotten. Uh, like, yeah. on, you know, again, like I know not everyone loves like the tomato meter or whatever, but like you know, at the end of the day, it kind of does point to what people are saying and it's yeah. it's not a great start to this, this whole phase but um no it's I'm, not i'm 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 gonna see it i like paul rudd and i like the ant-man movies i didn't like the second one very much at all Me neither. i think it was a little it was very confusing honestly it was hard hard to follow but um yeah i think this will be fun i'm curious about the, the kang stuff but i'm curious about jonathan majors as kang and uh if his performance is different than how he approached it in that loki show um that mm. just put such a bad taste in my mouth but i'm i will probably catch this one on on uh, disney plus whenever it goes there black panther's already on, on there so yeah have you tuned long. have you watched that i went saw it in theaters oh yes you talked about it on the podcast i forgot um okay now let's shift to dc dcu stuff um My favorite our favorite so the flash trailer finally came out they've been sitting on this thing for a while you know james gunn called it one of the best superhero best superhero films ever made which like he literally is paid to rep dc at this point but yeah but it's tricky right with how honest he's been mm. I don't, it still feels interesting um good trailer Good, I will say that very, very good, good trailer. trailer. Um, Michael Keaton is in it. Um, I absolutely love it. And and someone said, you know, James Gunn's interesting because he's one of these studio execs that isn't really an exec, right? He's kind of an artist first, exec second, which I think is for why now. for now. Yeah. Um, which I think is why people are somewhat excited about him kind of being one half of the helm there. But one quote he had is someone said, "Are you going to be editing out?" Michael Keaton, like, because of all these changes, and he goes, not only would I never edit out Michael Keaton, but he's one of the stars in the movie. I couldn't edit him out of you if I wanted to. Mm. So that makes it sound like he's going to have a big, uh, a big role, and I'm very, very curious to see how this goes. It also, the trailer seems to give away this, like, how they're going to reset the DCU. Like, they kind of are right in your face about it. Mm. Well, um, they, they really want to hit that message home, right? So making it obvious in the trailer is one way to do that. Well, dude, you know what, man? I think if we ever see one DCU movie together, it should maybe be this one. Like, just because I think we should give them a shot with mm-hmm. the with the new stuff um, and see how it goes. And if this is, like, step one, the reset, and it's, like, supposed to be their best movie yet, and none of them have been very good, maybe we should catch this one. It would be a good one, like, a jumping in point. To... Yeah, because I'm not making you watch, uh, you know, Batman vs. Superman or Justice League or any of that crap. Yeah, no, I, I was I was just thinking the last time you and I saw a DC movie together was the original Suicide Squad. Fuck. <laughs> and we never went back. We never went back. Um, okay, lastly, Constantine sequels canceled. It's technically Fuck. DC. Boo. Technically DC property. One of the uh, James Gunn quotes was like, I don't know, like he, he's had a lot of uh, critical comments for the past leadership executive leadership which i think is like he's been dunkin extremely warranted yeah um i think everybody even if you're a dc diehard 
I, I think the, the argument for, like, are they putting out the best product possible? Like, that was never an argument DC fans were having. They were, I think everyone was more mad that it wasn't better because they thought it deserved better. Right? So, he's, uh, he has said a lot of stuff. Like, we, you know, the last leadership period, they were giving out IP as though they were party favors. They were dicking around Henry Cavill. Mm. Nothing was cohesive. So, no, we're not just giving out... I mean, I'm reading between the lines here, but I'm feeling like he's saying we're not just doing a Constantine show or movie mm. that doesn't serve us, sure. right? Because it would be another like sort of elsewhere, Elseworld property. Um, so I think that really settles in that once these Elseworld stuff is out and over, it's like that whole thing's axed. I think. Yeah, it bugs me out, like man. A, I, I love that fucking movie. I know. That's and genuinely that's that's such a bummer. Constantine was so good, and also. I don't know about Joker. Um, I think it's frankly surprising that Joaquin and Todd Phillips are coming back for Joker 2. But mm. like to cut a Batman trilogy short, because the Batman was so strong. Mm. Um, I'm so curious to see what they do with 2. And for them to be cut off p- potentially at the knees before they even start shooting 2 would be tough. Mm. But I guess we'll see. So the thing, when I, when I saw this, what the first thing that I thought of was maybe there's a good chance they would stick him in the Swamp Thing movie because Constantine and Swamp, like that whole kind of like DC what, uh, realm. What's his face? Can it? Yeah, I could see that. I could see that being like a backdoor to keep Constantine in the universe. Because like that, because that, you know, like Swamp Thing was a big part of like DC Dark for like a long time. Like the, you know, like Hellraiser, Swamp Thing, uh, Animal Man, like very like kind of, almost like you know genuinely horror thriller type era you know that kind of thing and the characters kind of you know they kind of come in and out and whatnot so you know depending on where that swamp thing movie goes and the direction it goes i I could see the character of constantine being a part of that story in some regard that could Um, be fun so you know i think there's i don't think this is like an absolute like constantine is over and i really hope it's not because keanu clearly wants to do it and just the juice that he has right now for him to have yeah. to him to be a part of that movie somehow, I think would be, would be kind of cool. Yeah. I just saw the poster for John Wick 4 came out. Just can't do. Um, and lastly on the DC, uh, docket and for the end of the newsfeed, uh, Ben Affleck is likely to direct a DCU movie. Uh, he's been talking to James Gunn and it sounds like maybe they'll do something together. So he still wants to be involved in one way, uh, shape or form. It's also interesting, I was reading a statement from Peter, uh, the co-CEO that I always dunk on. Peter Saffron? Yeah, and he, he, I saw him and a DC exec, someone at Warner Brothers, say, James Gunn's writing the Superman script, and we certainly hope he'll direct it. But in mm. Gunn's comments, he's only said, I'm writing it right now, I'm having a lot of fun. Like, he clearly hasn't um, committed to directing it. But I gotta say... It'd be very interesting to see a James Gunn Superman movie. Maybe mm. he doesn't want to do that. Um, well, he post uh, he posted a S- Superman like I don't know if it's like a new art for like the story that he's doing or if it's like an existing Superman still. Um, but it was like legendary art, like artwork. Oh, I know it. Yeah, of him yeah. looking down and yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. This guy, I was like, wow, that's if that's I don't know. It just was like you know what? I'm ready. I'm ready for this reset now. You yeah, know, I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's fun to see, like, let's just give it another try. Let's just see how it goes. Yeah. Okay, uh, with that, we're out of news. Let's talk a movie. 
Um, mm. I feel like I just haven't seen enough movies this year. I feel that way every year, and then I start. Sure. I've like I'm like documenting the movies I see now, or at least I'm mm-hmm. trying. Um, so I saw Banshees of Inisherin, Inisherin, mm-hmm. um, a week or two ago. You saw it, and yep. we haven't had a chance to talk about it. So I just figured we could take a quick beat. Um, I don't want to start weeping, so we'll we'll keep it relatively brief. But but how'd you feel? I loved it, Dave. It's it's a movie about men you know like as you know as a whole and like the lack of communication of men and you know you and i don't have a problem you and i are good friends you know we're, we're good at sharing our feelings with one another and all that but it is it was just i've been thinking about the movie not like a lot genuinely it's it's kind of hit me in a way um it's been a thinker you know like the things that they talk about and you know how people change and you know some people just don't know how to get their point across and the i don't know it's it was a trip man it's really it was a truly truly good movie it it was a beautiful film um beautifully shot beautifully acted um my god i didn't know colin farrell had that in him i gotta be honest really like i knew and no like he's a fucking badass right and i absolutely think of him as a heavy hitter yeah uh like put this guy on a movie poster it'll probably do fine you know what I mean? Like, I think he's great, and I know he's had some good parts. I'm having that thing happen where I, bl- I blank on him. But I just didn't picture him in this role. You know what I mean? Like, I think the weirdest thing that struck me about this movie is, like, it was such a beautiful journey, and the cinematography was so pure and bright and well done, and the soundtrack, and it, it was wholesome but frightening at the same time. Yeah, the, but, the ending was, like, very thrillerish. But I remember reading it, or not reading it. I remember thinking to myself, like, who reads this script and is like, yeah, what a fucking epic. Like, I just don't think it reads like an epic, but then you watch it and it's so beautiful. I don't know. I just, I was listening to the words coming out of his mouth and I was watching him and I I kind of forgot he was Colin Farrell. Yeah. And no, I think I that's agree. the point. It's like, I just couldn't have pictured him in this kind of role. Poor Podrick. Yeah. Poor. Well, it's, for me, it's, 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 uh, Barry Keen. Like, I've, oh, I've kind of yeah. seen him in a few things. And Matt you know, I Moody, right? No, not Matt I Moody. Not Brendan Gleason. The the like the young guy, like the cops kid there, like the the town. Oh movie. yeah. I you know I've never really seen him in anything, like one or two things, kind of you know background and whatnot. But um, yeah, he holy cow, what a what a performance, what a subtle, very subtle performance. Yeah. And you know the but a heavyweight by the end of it is. Uh, yeah, you know who was um, just on. Uh, Hot Ones, uh, the small uh, indie show on YouTube, they do something with chicken wings. They had uh, Brian Cranston on. Okay. And he was talking about the subtleties in a performance. And he goes, you don't bring an audience to tears by them watching you weep and sob over and over. You, you make them emotional showing that you can just barely contain your own tears. Mm. You know what I mean? He goes, it's about restraint and understanding subtlety. And understanding that that the character is supposed to be human and and tr- just barely holding it together, mm. and I think I just saw a lot of that in this movie, um, in particularly Colin Farrell's character towards the end, mm-hmm. like he was just trying so hard. Yeah, it was so sad watching like the genuine confusion, like the scenes of him trying to piece it together, and like sometimes yeah, it's funny, but then other times it's not. But no, but like you can see the physical uneasiness. Yeah. Of him. Of like, and it's like, you know, genuinely like that's, you know, how people with, with anxiety feel like you, like you can't st- sit still in your seat sometimes and 
you know, your head's shaking at the same time and your body's moving, you know, like you just cannot isolate the issue. And I don't know, it's the, and you know, and again, I said the thing for men, this is a movie for, for everyone, but it was, it was just an interesting because, you know, like if there's one thing that people still aren't great at, it's just communicating, you know, as, as better as some, as much as some people like to think they do or that they can communicate, a lot of people don't. You know, so it's it's, yeah. it's a very interesting kind of view. No, it, that, so. it definitely made me think of kind of the failed communication in a lot of my relationships with other men. You know what I mm. mean? Like, I think that you're hitting something there. And, like, that is absolutely part of the story. And I, that, that doesn't mean it's mutually, those two things are mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody has that problem. But I, I was watching that and I was like, I've seen this play out. I've seen flavors of this story in my own life. You know what I mean? It's It's interesting. Yeah, I, this is, uh, I'll be getting a copy of this one. I want to, this is one of yeah. those movies that you see it, you're like, I want a physical copy of this movie forever. You think, uh, you think he takes Best Actor, Oscars? Yeah, no, unfortunately not. Um, you think they give it to Brendan Fraser? Mm, no. Don't Austin, you dare say fucking Elvis. No, absolutely not. Yeah, he is. I, Matt, I guarantee you. Sorry, bro. It's going to be Colin Farrell or it's well, going to be... I want Colin Farrell to win it. It's Colin Farrell or Brendan Fraser could be they might cancel each other out though who knows it's, yeah uh, and we we had that whole special not special we had that whole skit knowledge bomb on how fucking effective uh biopic movies are at winning oscars mm-hmm. so you never know he's probably i don't know do you know what we should do you and i should stream the oscars together we should set up a, a podcast twitch stream that could and be you fun. and i watch it live and just commentate over it god it's so long are they long yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, so like, can we at eight? Can we drink throughout? Oh, is it always on a Sunday though? Always on a Sunday. Why? Why do you? I mean, I guess that like no one's gonna lose their Saturday night to the Oscars, especially these days. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's Anyways. let's revisit that. I we need what I need is I need to watch more Oscar movies. I'm very behind. I've got my my playlist ready to go, and I'll be uh, I'll be uh, Leanne. If you're listening, uh, the playlist is on route, and we have some movies to catch up. You're an animal. Let me yeah. send me that list. Um, okay, let's talk uh, Revenger episodes five through six. I, I don't have a ton to say here other no, than... No, I don't either. This is just a good show. Yeah, this isn't breaking any ground, but it's like no. a fun group of mercenaries that like oddly... Every now and then they go dark in this show. And the show to, is insanely dark. <laughs> it's, it's weird though because it's not... It's like it's n- not dark, and it's, like, silly dialogue. And then every now and then, one of the characters faces some, like, major tribulation. You're like, Jesus Christ. Like, it's, I didn't think we were going to be talking about pedophilia or, like, underage sex rings in this episode. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they just pull that out, and you're like, oh, right, I guess these things belong in the show. I don't know. It's, uh, they're juggling it well. I'll say it, I'll say I, it that way. I, I do find the past two episodes are a little all over the place. Like, I, I've definitely enjoyed the first four significantly more than the past two. Like, there's moments in, mm. in, these, in, most two episodes, in the past two episodes that I, I think I like more as a whole. But as, like, as a whole episode, I think it's it's a little, like I said, all over the place. I but, felt... Um, Go ahead, sorry. It's it just... I think it's interesting because the show... And, like, I'm not saying I like it because of this, but it kind of toes the line between dark and edgy. Yeah, I agree. You know, with that. like it, it doesn't like kind of go in between either. Like it'll it'll kind of dump into either one, but it's never full in on one or the other. And I think that would be a detriment to the show. Like I think if it if it if it did anything but toe the line, 
the show would take a huge loss. I think. True. Yeah, and overall, like, kind of storytelling. But uh, No, that, that's a good point. Like, episode five, to me, felt like it came out of absolutely nowhere. Like, I, it yeah. was sort of cool, but it didn't really fit. Episode six feels like a setup for a new arc that I'm ready for. Yeah, episode five felt like an episode of the week. You know, like, the who's the big bad this week or whatever. You know, yeah. like what's, you know what, what's the, you know, the crazy tales of, you know, Revenger are we getting into? And then, yeah, like you said, like, we are, I think, probably the rest of the season would be my guess is this whole them versus the opium trade you can, mm. it's because it, it is interesting they are trying to do some things you know like the like the background like there's doing a lot of stuff in the background to set up the stories of you know the the main guy like you know clearly people are kind of looking for him because they know he killed somebody you know like they are saying that he's not going to have a good ending mm-hmm. um you know like in comparison to this to licorice recoil which you know again also an original anime i think this is a one-off i don't think this gets a sequel personally I think there is gonna they were gonna slowly tell the story and then by the ending, you know, either it's gonna be a happy ending and he gets away and the Avenger story is over, or like, you know, we do get that sad ending where his he gets his come up and so, you know, whatever. But Interesting. Yeah, I don't well, know, it's it is a thinker for such a simple show, but it it's funny, right? Because no, you just said it you said it best. I won't I won't rehash it. It's a thinker for a simple show. It's interesting. But it's fun. I watch it every week. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't miss it. Okay. Now, I will tell you in breaking news, Grant, I'm, like, reluctant, reluctantly probably going to watch Trigun Stampede week to week. Oh, like, okay. I did, think... Did my text last night win you over? No, I was legit annoyed when you said it. I was like... I was like, Grant, uh, we were texting on what we were going to cover for today's show, and I was like, oh, ugh, are, you, are you caught up on Trigun? And Grant goes... Yes, and I gotta be honest, these last two were really great. And I was like, you say that every time, and that I watch them, and I, I'm always fucking mad. But no, I think I said six. I think six was like genuinely yes. the my the best episode by far. Um, so yeah, I think to your point, it's a great episode, mm-hmm. and I think that like I'm the action is pretty great. Um, yep. And between the action and, like, this lore that they're introducing, like, with, like, you know, we have the big bad, we've got some background stories and some background characters, there's a little bit of uh, mystery uh, injected into episode six that I'm curious about. There's, like, enough pieces of a show here Mm -hmm. that I'm curious. And it's, like, I'll I'll die on the hill that, like, I don't like the animation. I think think as good as uh, as the action scenes are, this show would probably do significantly better if it was not in uh, 3d slash cgi yeah okay i don't know the i have warmed up to it especially this episode i think they did such a good job combining different styles of animation i think you know that's a boon and anyone would say oh yeah the second they showed up with uh, some 2d animation uh, the show got better like you mm-hmm. know i i understand people are waiting in their their, their sniper nests you know waiting to actually there was a, there was a whole little short story skit wasn't there yeah and, and I, you know like i'm not saying like that's the reason like the episode is better because they switched up the animation no style, that, but that, that wasn't my point either no no no. but i know that's what people are saying and it's like patronizing but and no. like i understand it's not for everyone but like the studio that picked this show up this is like they are the f- the front runners on this style of animation like they did yeah. the, B- the b-star show um they did like they did one of the the star wars visions episodes um you know like it's these they are figuring this shit out. So if Trigun has to be the show that like is that next step in you know proper 3D animation, you know, I'm I'm super down with that. But I think 
I don't know. Like, it's... There's just something... Regardless of, like, what has come before, there is something that clicked in this episode that I think if they can keep... If they can do another episode like this, and I'm not saying all flashy and get all, like, super emotional and, you know, tee up more in the mystery and all that... I think just as the core, the fluidity of the episode, if they can keep that up, this show can be great. You know, I don't think it's amazing, but I think it can be great if they kind of repeat in episode six again and again and again. Like I said, nothing about this episode was crazy amazing. It was just as a whole, like, the word, and I've said it a lot this episode, but I said it to you in that text last night. It was a genuinely coherent episode. The lore yeah. made sense. The story made sense. The communications, the you know, the it, all the pieces came together. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it and it was greater than the sum of its parts, right? Like I'm interested yeah. now in this Nicholas Wolfwood character. I'm interested in his background. What does he mm-hmm. want? How old is Vash? Like, what the fuck is a gate? Like, what's the this whole? I don't like. I'm interested. You know what I mean? Yeah. It it has me. Um, I will be doing a rewatch yeah. this weekend in preparation for the next episode because I still feel like there's some pieces that I'm missing. Yeah, no, me too, for sure. That I think have been revealed to us and I just, we didn't pick it up because we were, I think, focused elsewhere. <laughs> On the animation, probably. But I yeah. think so. I think, and also too, like, I, I, yeah. So I, I am going to be doing a rewatch. I'm just going to hammer through it. Um, but with a little more, you know, I've seen the animation. I don't need to focus on those moments. I want, I'm going to listen more. But uh, yeah. I, I think Trigon is... Uh, this episode really completely caught me off guard. I, I fucking loved it. Yeah. No, I mean, I, all jokes aside, like, it did change my mind. I'll probably continue with it. And I'm just going to, like, continue with it, like, having the reservation that I have. But it's like, sure. I want to see how some of this stuff turns out. And, I like, obviously... Yeah. Yeah, and obviously I reserve the right. Like, if it's... If the batting average goes way down, then I'll stop watching it. Like, it's crazy. We haven't talked about Tokyo Revengers or Two Year Eternity in weeks. And, like, that's, like, the beauty of the post-show. It's like, yeah. if it doesn't... If it doesn't hit, then it doesn't hit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Also, God. Nier's coming back uh, next week. Er, oh, really? Er, yeah, uh, actually. Mm. I'll, I'll, I'll tune in when that comes back on. Yeah, they did say but they have not announced if it's going to be week to week again. They just said the next episode will be out at this date. Man, oh man. Yeah. Tough, tough times over there. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, we've got this stuff. We've got a lot to cover between Last of Us and Vinland for the next little bit. And then... Early March, we're going to have two big episodes between um, Demon Slayer and uh, Attack on Titan. And then, like, mm-hmm. what? A month after that, we've got we've got Demon Slayer Season 3. Mm-hmm. So we should think about, and maybe we'll put something on our Instagram, like, should we do, like, another special, like, a Neon Genesis review, get around to that before another big season starts? Or maybe a, <laughs> another anime classic we haven't seen? Like, I, haven't, I still haven't seen any of those Ghibli movies, right? There's that. I've been I've been uh, wanting to watch Perfect Blue. Um, I know because th- that's oh, yeah. one that inspired um, uh, Requiem for a Dream, or was sorry, you know, was stolen or maybe yeah, not have stolen. From I think I Blue, saw but, it uh, out of context when I was very young, mm. and I remember some of the imagery, and I'm really like, God, I should watch that again. Um, yeah, and you guys got that Elfin lead on my friggin' radar. The uh, you and Vivian brought that up in the group chat there a couple weeks ago and I was like maybe I should watch that yeah I'm very curious yeah. about that one I when you see so many comments from people saying I tried to watch this but it disturbed me too much it's like really mm-hmm. like because there's some pretty disturbing shit out there and people aren't often turning off the tv so it must be pretty bad 
but yeah, so okay, we've got a lot of uh, a lot of stuff that we're going to be talking about. But yeah, we should we should contemplate a couple special episodes or reviews here and there, especially if we're going to do Demon Slayer week week to week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's uh, we got to the spring is going to be. I think it's starting to look a lot heavier than we thought it was. So we should take the time with the time that we have in between yeah. weeks and do some do some fun stuff. Really rough life we have, man. I know. All right, I think we're pretty much good, eh? Yes, sir. Okay, thank you so much for listening. If you're still here, subscribe to the podcast, okay? Just, like, you're listening to it right now. Pull over and just hit the follow button on Spotify. Because chances are you're in Spotify. Hit the follow button. I think there's a review button next to it. You know, be obliged. And uh, if, you know, you're on your smartphone, just pull up Instagram at Part-Time Otaku Podcast and, and follow us there, okay? We've had enough. I'm kidding. Um, Shouts out to the comic book shop. Thank you again for sponsoring the podcast. And uh, Grant, you may say the thing. Bye, guys. Cheers.